Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavanagh, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are remarkably good at finding themselves in, like, was Mia right to tell Ari about Max's pregnancy? I think you know my answer on that. Or... Lewis and Christian, what the hell? I know that's not really a dilemma, but my oh my did that escalate quickly. Get ready to feel closer each day to home and away. So before I get into that whole Lewis fiasco, I want to get the Mac, Ari, Mia rant out of the way. So Mac and Ari are in total bliss, honeymoon period, not noticing or taking much heed to the fact that Mac has literally not stopped crying since she's come out of hospital, feeling totally alone, feeling like she's facing this all by herself. Even though she wanted to terminate the pregnancy, she's still grieving the loss of the baby and feels guilty for losing the baby. But they haven't given her a wet bloody week before they think that they can just turn up at her place of work and, sh- and, and and expect a nice bottle of wine and a beer. I actually cannot get over the audacity of that decision. I... Uh, w- words actually fail me. And at this point, Mia knows more than she should and more than Ari. She knows that Mac has lost the baby. Yet when they're having the discussion about whether or not to go to Salt, Mia more directs it back to, well, are you ready to see your ex rather than going, I know what it's like to have lost a baby. I really don't think Mac needs to wait on a table of her ex and the new girlfriend. Like a bit of respect. I know Mac wasn't nice to her, but what does she expect? Okay, you swanned into town and stole her man. Now she's been left with nothing. So I think Mia could have done way more to to derail Ari from showing up there. And uh, and then even, I just don't like how Mia puppeteers this whole thing. So then when Ari goes out onto the balcony to chat to Mac, who needs to literally take a moment being like, I can't hide from this desperate pair of loved birds. And then so Mac has to leave. And then Mia's like, let it go, let it go. No, 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 don't go after her, let it go. If Ari didn't know better, you'd be like, why? You just seem like you want me all to yourself. Like, and I can't check in on a girl who I literally broke up with like a week ago. So, of course, then, when Mac collapses, what would we expect Mia to do? Like, it was honestly a ticking time bomb. From the moment Tane opened his big stupid mouth, big over mouth, Mia, then it was only a matter of time before Mia was going to tell Ari. Just plain and simple. And then obviously then Ari wants to go see her. And why the hell? Another unnecessary thing for this couple to do is to show up at the hospital together. Once again, not thinking about how Mac will feel about this. Mia should have let Ari go on his own. Or just wait in the car, obviously, because he's he himself is still recovering. Okay, wait in the car. Be the bigger person. Don't 
escort him, holding hands and like kissing him all the time, right on Mac's bedside. It is so inconsiderate. And no wonder the poor little tiny petal is so upset. And I just cannot cope with the lack of respect and the lack of thought. It's bloody careless. So anyway, they arrive and Tana's like, okay, fine, you told him. And I know they were all scrambling to figure out what to do about telling him because he was a bit like a dog with a bone. And Mia's excuse is, look, I didn't have a choice. But for then Ari to show up at the hospital being like, I need to see her. There's just a curtain separating Mac from Ari. He's fully eavesdropping into Tori talking to Mac about postpartum depression and grief counsellors. And Ari's there waiting outside. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now's a great time to go in. Maybe he should have been like, I'll come back tomorrow. Rather than Mia being like, he's a right to see her. No, thank you. Let the woman cope with what's going on. She's a post-surgery infection. Give this girl a minute. But it did actually do her the world of good to see him and just they could bond over that about their loss. And she was able to say, I feel really empty. But then, the I, uh, and then Max's poor face. When she's all happy and she's all relieved that she's finally told Ari and they bonded together and and it's all out in the open and then she's her poor face just drops at the sight of Mia and then they get to walk off holding hands and having this really tender hug in the lift and Mac has to witness all this when she's like okay my roommate is going to take me home now with her boyfriend it only amplifies her feeling of alone and emptiness. Neither of those people are thinking about her at all. Just any kind of closeness then that was there between Mac and Ari was just wiped away by that moment. Wiped away. <laughs> really was. Poor, the poor little Mac. She's so small. But anyway, on to more Prada's news. So poor little Tane is feeling a little shy about his CV being that it just has a day and a half at a garage and the rest is... A life of crime. And I suppose they're all really feeling the rental pressures. The construction solution was a very clever way of getting around that. And I suppose Mia getting this job at the gym. And I cannot tell you the whole time I was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh my God, it's happening. Why? And I just didn't want her to get it based on the previous rant I've just had and I just feel like why is an evil villain being rewarded in this way with employment (laughs) yes she's a villain so I really just really savoured how much of a a hard time John was giving her I was like "Shh, shh Irene no 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 let John keep going come on come on come on and like me as a whole like nervous energy cute routine was driving me insane all their little domestic moments are driving me nuts but then anyway sorry in back to the interview when she bites back with all her experience giving a bit of a finger wag like Mm-mm-mm, I've owned this moment of course she was gonna get the job and I'm like Irene is obviously the best judge of character notably Susie McAllister of late and Irene really likes her and uh I'm finding that hard to um, to accept because I 
really hate this woman. But anyway, I suppose it was a vehicle for John to make him feel like his old self again. You know, he was a bit, he was deflecting all the responsibility and the attention. And he was like, I'm not a good judge of character. But jump straight back into it when he gets to be the bad guy at an interview. And now he's um, back to his old self and sadly selling his house. So I really wonder who that's going to get that. If seems like Lee and Justin definitely are not embarrassing confession though I did actually pause on the house and look at all the photos it's a, just such a stunning house I'd love to live in it and moving on to Bella and Nick who've had quite a strange week in terms of their weekend away completely spoiled ruined waste of money territory at this point into Nick being offered a modelling job. Highs and lows. The way that whole stone man story thing ended up just seemed a bit fillery to me. And was this the big like crescendo to call a truce to this weird prank war? And it was so annoying when Ryder and Chloe were like, yeah, we like should have... um." respected your privacy, enjoyed Murder Cabin. And I just hate that Bella and Nick left then. And it's just like, what a waste, absolute waste. And then, and then they come back and the whole thing with like Bella's photo and then Nick being like, you didn't ask my consent. And then, but like surely if Ziggy was helping Bella choose photos for this competition surely Nick would have been consulted being like which one will I choose if that's what she had to do to enter it so I don't understand why Nick didn't know that that photo was being used or like Nick hadn't even seen that photo before so anyway I'm glad Dean is stepping into this role of big brother and kind of sets Nick straight being like that's the best thing that's happened to her in a long time and you're completely ruining it I just I felt that was a bit of an unnecessary drama. But anyway, they go to the awards and this modelling woman is now on to Nick. So it really doesn't seem like it's up his alley. And I don't know why Bella is is encouraging him so much. Like she seems to be really urging him to do it. I don't know why you'd want your boyfriend to be a model. As beautiful as Nick is, obviously. But I don't know. I don't, it's really it's an unusual thought process. And I know it doesn't fit into the storyline at all, but I just thought it would be an, a lovely closing piece if Bella won the photo competition with a photo of Colby. But obviously, sadly, no. Nick's modelling had to take pro- a prominence. And now for the biggest plot escalation I've seen in a long while on Home and Away and I really did enjoy chatting to Summer Bay's fans on the Instagram page at Summer Bay's podcast uh, Jen especially <laughs> what the hell has gone on such a plot twist like 0 to 60 extremely fast I was like whoa and as the dust kind of settles on this storyline and I'm sure next week could be full of it but to retrospectively look at Lewis is going to be a big thing because it was such like a dramatic crescendo to the storyline I think next week is going to be all about picking up the pieces and figuring out 
what he was actually up to that nobody knew. Yeah, so the week starts with a fairly livid Lewis upon the verdict of the police hearing. And it's not going great between him and Jasmine. And it's also not going great between Tori and Christian. They're arguing a lot. It's very touch and go. Christian has to do anger management. And so, yeah, tensions are high. And then when they have their kerfuffle at the bait shop, (laughs) it's just... Do they, not, do they not feel so stupid when they got all wet? Thank you, Alf. But, you know, you just feel really like because you, you're so you're snapped out of it. And you're like, oh, what was I doing? Like, I got just so caught up in the moment and in the anger. And then you're like, and then you're going around all day a bit wet. You're just going to work. You're just sitting in the beach. And like Lewis's hair is pretty voluminous and curly. And when he's so wet, I was like, you just must feel so foolish. Especially when like Especially when Jasmine's trying to give him like A real home truth sesh She was holding the mirror up to him You know Tell him that he's out of control Needs professional help If if your justice doesn't come It's only going to make you feel worse Like something has to change But like nothing was getting through to him So In fairness Jasmine's Spidey senses They are super In tune I think she's probably been through enough That she's like I <laughs> I know a thing or two about psychological breakdowns. Something's not right. Something's in my water. And literally as that's happening, Lewis is dragging Christian's lifeless body through an abandoned ward in the hospital. <laughs> so it was great then that Jazz and Tori joined forces to find the lads. And this kind of, it was weird seeing Lewis like this. I know we don't know him that well, but this total mist it just came down on him and he almost entered into this kind of a trance of sorts and in a way reclaiming his power because in his eyes Christian largely completely 100% derailed all of Lewis's future his wife his unborn baby everything and now Christian's life is in his hands. So he's kind of feels like he's taking the reins and finally able to hold Christian accountable now that the hospital, the police, nobody will. What I thought was an interesting addition to Lewis's setup, his thought process, how he kind of plotted how this killing, murdering would work. You know, he had all his supplies, his equipment, everything. Why was the phone there? Why was he recording it? When when initially the recording started, I thought that he was going to have called like a, in a kind of like a ransom, like watch him die. Uh, but then that does make sense because Lewis was like, I'm not do I'm not doing it to hurt your friends or family. I'm doing it because you deserve it. So that doesn't make sense. So was it that he wanted to like watch back the murder later? Was that his like, so he would have the satisfaction of being able to watch Christian die over and over again that is really sick otherwise it's just evidence against him really and shows the the torture I just thought it was an an interesting addition that never really got addressed then and like he said he didn't care about getting caught by the police like his fingerprints were everywhere it was quite obvious obvious that he knew that he could get arrested 
So why are you giving the police another tool? (laughs) And I also don't know why Christian just didn't confess that. I know I look doctor and their ethics and all that stuff. But if somebody was about to murder me because I wouldn't say the exact thing that they wanted me to say, I'm pretty sure I would say that thing. Or I thought Christian might say it when it's too late and then he flatlines and then and then Lewis is like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. I think you knew Lewis was really gone. Obviously he's, you know, the horse is out the gate at this point. But when when Christian starts doing like the mind games being like, what about Jasmine? What And think about what you're doing. And it kind of worked. And then it was like, no, I must see you die. So, yeah. So, um, I really, I did actually, full confession, I did, I did think he was a goner. Because Lewis didn't kill Ari. So I was like, maybe we're, maybe we're overdue a death. A murder. Or like, you know, he's on this crusade. He's about to succeed at one point. So, then, and then I was like, well, there's Tori back to square one. I really did envisage that happening. I must say. But luckily, the hospital hunt was successful and they interrupt Lewis patiently waiting for Christian to die, which was pretty outrageous. And of course, then the flat line as the girls arrive. And when Tori was doing the CPR on Christian, literally the fight of her life, I got really sad when she turned on Jasmine. Because like in fairness to Jasmine, she saw a load of red flags. As soon as she got really worried, she went straight to Tori. She seems like she searched everywhere, went into like every ward, his house. He searched the entire bay. So it was sad to see when Tori turned on her like that because she can't help that Lewis was plotting this. And as soon as she copped something, she let her know. And I thought the revelation of two things that happen after this surprised me because we find out on the back foot or we find out via somebody else. We don't actually see it. So the first one is finding out the Christian's okay via phone call Tori has with Justin. Because I kind of thought like after everything that we've seen to kind of end it that way was... I don't know, I felt a little bit in the dark without sounding too dramatic. I just felt a little bit like, okay, he's fine, that's grand. Um, Anticlimactic maybe is the word I'm looking for. And sidebar, Leah's reaction, I'm very disappointed in that. She absolutely did not care. So that information goes in one ear, out the other. The laptop screen is just glowing on her face. And if I was Justin, I would be so upset. And like, okay, on one hand, you've got Justin up and up his pain meds. And is all this pain from like a surfing accident? Like the twisting of his back? Because it doesn't really seem to be from the operation because he seemed to be coming out of that fine if he was back surfing. So like, why isn't, he, why isn't his back getting any better? Anyway, there's that going on. Leah has no clue about any of that because she's just gone into this Lee obsession mode that is pretty true to her character and her fixation on not being able to do anything is leading her to kind of leading her on this quest to find 
Susie and, you know, police aren't doing anything. I need to get justice myself kind of thing. And I really love the scenes where Leah's really angry, like messing up orders and slamming meat. It's it's pretty funny. Like wanting to find Susie herself. Pretty gas. But to hear that your roommate, your best friend's fiancé, and you're like, oh yeah, so somebody tried to murder him. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's just like on this forum. Yeah, God, I totally relate. No, it's not the same. And then Justin has to deal with that like massive piece of news then on his own and have to get assault. Just very disappointed in you, Leah. That's an unhealthy obsession. I'm not one that I think is going anywhere. Anyway, the second thing where we kind of find out on the back foot is when Lewis shows up at Jasmine's house, luckily not to murder her, and he gets really upset that Christian is still alive and you kind of get a window into where his brain is at. And then Jasmine has to like reluctantly comfort him, uh, but also gets to say stuff like, this isn't you and Anna would not want this. Why are you doing this? And you kind of see how truly tangled Lewis's mind is and how warped it's become. And the thing we don't see is Lewis turning himself in to the police. Because I thought what was going to happen was when, when I saw him being taken off in handcuffs, I was like, Jasmine called the police. Fair play to you. That's what should have happened. What I didn't like was it didn't show the conversation of Lewis being like, I should turn myself in. And she's like, that's the right thing to do. And then we find out with like another phone thing. But like we find out when when the text message comes through on Tori's phone. Right as Christian is waking up. So I just thought I was just like, yeah, just I felt like a little bit kept in the dark, I think is my main. Yeah. And I just really thought it was Jasmine who turned him in. Yeah, I just it's in this. It's just I feel the most sorry for Jasmine because because Tori has Christian well he's going to be fine I'm sure but Jasmine the first relationship she gets into after Robbo the guy murders somebody and now with her crying to Irene being like Tori's going to hate me I can't help but think that that's what's going to happen so yeah I just really feel for Jasmine in that because it's a lot to get your head around and it's just it's a lot for her to deal with and you know, the first time you've kind of opened yourself up to somebody, you're like, oh God, this person has deep, deep, deep rooted problems. And yeah, I'm supposed to to deal with them. Uh, so it'd be very interesting to see. I'm really excited now for the aftermath of this. The other deaths that that Christian was pulled into, was it Christian's fault or was it Lewis's? Hmm? So all should be revealed. So yeah, whew. What a plot twist. A great one at that. I felt, I feel exhausted after that week, I must say. Alrighty. Well, that about wraps it up for me this week. Woo. If you want to get in touch, you can get me on Instagram at Summer Bay's Podcast. Slide into my DMs. We can have fan chats there. Lewis chats. Mia rants whatever you want I'm here if you want to rate review or subscribe to the podcast I'd love if you could but no pressure g'day and I'll talk to you next week bye